I must have been delirious last night. I, uh, there's a recording from 12.38 a.m. Uh, I just I couldn't get to sleep. And, hey, try to, we try to get in bed. We're usually in bed by, like, 10 these days. You, the old days, we'd stay up, watch a little TV, watch a show, watch a something, a movie even. Uh, especially a year ago when the kids were in remote school, and so their classes didn't start until nine o'clock. And so I would just, I'd sleep until eight 30. I'd get up, I'd log in for work, make sure the kids were up and had breakfast and, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, Kimmy, tried, I don't even remember when Kimmy was out the door. Uh, she was out the door by eight or eight 30 or maybe not. I, I don't, I don't even remember. I'd have to ask her maybe quarter to nine. So she was, uh, I guess she was, yeah. What do I know? She was probably, she was the one getting the kids up. I was the one making sure that at eight 58, they were sitting down at their computers, ready for class zoom and all that Google classroom, all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, like we could, we could both kind of sleep in you know, I think Kim was maybe getting up around seven thirty or eight. I could get up at eight thirty and just make sure the kids were where they needed to be, and then start the day. So we could, you could easily go to bed at midnight and still get your full night's sleep. And that's not the case anymore. Kimmy gets up around quarter to six to get ready. She also takes care of all the kids. She's amazing. She's getting the kids' stuff together, making sure they have their lunches for school everything's good she's showered she's ready she's out the door she gets the oldest up around seven o'clock so that the oldest can get their breakfast and get their day going and get in the shower by seven ten. i'm usually out of bed by about seven ten. uh i set my alarm for i don't know quarter to seven or something like that i usually wake up though it's five forty-five when the wife's alarm goes off so either way it's it's not you know once we get to about six o'clock it's 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 go time, so going to bed at midnight, not so ideal. Uh, even 10 o'clock is kind of late because you're not going to – even if you fall asleep right at 10 o'clock and your alarm goes off at 6 o'clock, that's not actually eight hours of sleep. It's eight hours of time, and you hope that most of that is spent sleeping, but it never is. And my Fitbit tells me exactly how many times I'm up during those hours, tossing, turning, and so forth. Gives me my sleep score, which is usually eh. Usually between, usually in the seventies, out of one hundred. It's a, I, I'm a solid C student when it comes to sleeping. So, <laughs> excuse me. I was up last night though. I got in bed at the you know ten thirty or so. Not too bad. And yeah, you don't care as much because it's Thursday, and you think, eh, if I get up tomorrow and I'm exhausted, at least it's Friday. I just have to drag myself to the end of Friday, and then I've got. Two whole days to just sleep, even though I'm going to sleep even less than I do during the weekdays. I'm not going to catch up on sleep on the weekend because I never do because it just doesn't happen. Occasionally, I I can get a little nap time in, but it's just not going to happen. Anyway, so, yeah, so I was up last night. Just couldn't, uh, I don't know, I just couldn't sleep. It was one of those weird things where I kept, I won't get into too much detail, but it usually if you can't sleep, I, I just lie in bed until I do fall asleep. Cause I figure, uh, I mean, just like I tell the kids when they can't sleep and they start to get upset cause it's 11 o'clock, it's 12 o'clock. They can't sleep. They don't really have that issue lately. 
it's, it's been a long time. But I just say to the kids, listen, if you're lying in bed, even if you're awake, I know it's frustrating. You want to fall asleep. You're worried that you're not going to get enough sleep. But the fact that you're lying in bed, it's still better than nothing. It's still better than if you were up, you know, going for a walk. Because at least you're resting. Your body is still at rest. Even though it's not sleeping, you need sleep. Eventually, you'll fall asleep. But your body's at rest. So it's okay. Last night, I just kept getting out. Again, no details will be provided. But the situation demanded that I get up out of bed (laughs) and head to the old restroom uh, on a number of occasions. And then I would get back in bed and say, okay, I, I don't know what was going on last night. Again, without giving too much detail, I'm going to say we stopped at the wholesale club on the way home and I purchased a thing that I never purchased. It's a, you know, roasted pecans with little like apples and fruits and raisins and stuff, you know, really like high fire, not a very healthy mix, but because it's, you know, sprinkled with all the junk sugary stuff on it. Uh, Quite delicious and very... (laughs) Very high in fiber. Let's just say that. So around 10.30, when I, 10.30, I turn off everything, put my glasses on the nightstand, turn off my little nightstand lamp. There was a baseball game on that was a big, you know, game five Dodgers Giants thing. And I said, I, I don't care. I'll, f- I'll watch the highlights in the morning. I need my sleep. So I, I turned everything off, did one of those nice, you know, when you get, you know, when you get into bed and you do a nice, Ah, <sighs> and then you roll over, you flip the pillow to the cool side, and you roll over, and then within 90 seconds, you're you're off to dreamland, off to sleepy town on the Sleepy Time Express. Well, I did all of those things, and I rolled over, and about 30 seconds later, I said, uh-oh, and then that was it, and then I was just up back and forth, thinking that what was happening was done, getting back into bed, and then another minute or two later saying, nope. Uh, even as I was nodding off, I was, I was nodding off, and then I and then say, okay, no, I got to get up. Got to do this now because uh, <laughs> it's, it's happening whether I like it or not, and I don't want to be in the bed when it happens. Uh, so then I would just kind of – I stopped getting back into bed, and I would just go sit on the couch and watch the baseball game that was on quite late. Well, it was well after midnight. It was yeah, twelve thirty, quarter to one that this thing ended. It was late. It was a West Coast game, so it didn't start until after nine o'clock. So I was just sitting on the couch, and oh, just so groggy, and I'm I'm exhausted now. I said to myself, I just finished a meeting like ten minutes ago. I said, as soon as this meeting's done, it's noon, it's lunchtime. I'm gonna, I don't have any meetings for the day. I've got a ton of work to do. I'm going to take a little quick hour, one-hour cat nap. And that's what I said. What I did was I picked up the phone, which I'm now talking into because I'm an idiot. But, uh, yeah, I, I was just I was sitting up and I'm watching this baseball game and I'm just scrolling because I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for, like, I know – I know it's not safe yet to get back in bed. I know that I just need to wait a few more minutes before I head back to the restroom, if you will. And so I'm all right, just kind of watching this baseball game, trying to, you know, and doing all the worst things. I'm watching a TV and I'm looking at my phone. All bad ideas. But luckily, once I was finished with what I had to do, I hopped in bed and I was, yeah, out like a light. 
out within uh, 30 seconds, a minute at the most, if even that. And, uh, but I'm watching, I'm just scroll, just scrolling through Twitter, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I'm just scrolling through news websites, and I'm just scrolling and scrolling, and I'm like, sitting there, and I realize, like, I'm just, and so many people do this, and some people are, they call it like rage, doom scrolling, I, I don't doom, it's not a doom, I'm not, I'm not looking for the doom and gloom, I'm not scrolling until I get to the worst thing, I'm scrolling because I keep, in my head, I'm so stupid, and that's why people get addicted to the phones and the, you know, the social media and stuff, because I'm just like, alright, if I, one more scroll, I'm gonna get to it, I'm gonna get to that thing that, that is gonna make all this scrolling worthwhile, the thing that I've been looking for, and I don't know what it is, but I've been waiting for it, Ever since I got, ever since social media came out, ever since I got my first smartphone a decade ago, I've been scrolling, scrolling, scrolling for ten years, and I'm, I'm gonna, it's gonna, it's there, the thing, whatever that thing is, that perfect tweet, or that perfect Facebook post, or that perfect video, that perfect something, where I'm gonna stop and say, I did it, I finally made it, I've got. This is what I've been waiting for, the perfect thing. And then I'll just say, all right, no more. I can delete Twitter. I can delete Instagram. I can delete Facebook. But it doesn't exist. And that's the brilliance of it all. It's endless, endless scrolling to get to nothing. And that doesn't mean, look, Facebook I love because I don't live near most of my friends and family. I had very little use for Facebook until about September, August, September of 2010. Prior to that, I would check Facebook maybe once a week, twice a week if it was, uh, you know, if it was a slow week. For about 10, 15 minutes, I'd go on Facebook, if even that, because the only way I could get to Facebook was on my computer. So I was mostly just coming home from work. And going on long walks, listening to music, listening to podcasts, playing video games all evening, watching TV, drinking wine, visiting, having dinner with friends, having dinner with family, having drinks, all this, you know, social stuff, actual social stuff. And I had, you know, if you look at my, (laughs) if you look at my Facebook before 2010, there's not a heck of a lot of activity. There's a couple little posts in 2006. There's a couple more in 2007. There's a couple more in 2008. And uh, maybe like one picture in all of those years. Maybe I think just my profile picture. This dopey picture of me wearing a fez in Morocco at Disney World at Epcot. I I think I added a second picture in 2008. And that was it. I had like uh, in in four years, maybe two photos and... uh, a dozen posts maybe uh and then of course when when kim got pregnant the first time yeah a couple more posts a couple little updates here and there on the kid on uh, you know pregnancy and all that stuff and then the baby was born and a couple pictures and some things here and there sure and then we moved away from because i didn't need to provide a lot of internet updates because i was just I saw my parents a few times a week. I saw my grandmother a few times a week. I saw my in-laws a few times a week. I talked to my sister on the phone. 
and then their friends, I would see my friends a few times a month, drinks, going to their houses, going to whatever, hanging out together. So like, don't really need the, the Facebook for much of anything. And then we moved away and I realized, ooh, I get it now. This is, Facebook is pretty good, at least at that time. It was, it was that little sweet spot before, and before Facebook just turned to just complete garbage. And it really was just, A, it was chronological. B, there still wasn't a ton of activity. And C, it was really just my friends, pictures of my friends, status updates of friends and family and pictures. And here's what we did. And here's our vacation. And here's this. And that was it. It's great. Okay. And then there's no memes. There's no, you know, none of that stuff. There was very little. I don't know. I can't even think of any. Once in a while, there was a political thing, maybe. I, I, I don't even remember. There wasn't much. It was just a what a time to be alive, and and then it, of course it just spiraled, and then the smartphones came along, and we were I was a little late to the smartphone. I had a flip phone until 2012, which to some people is like, wow, I didn't get a smartphone until three days ago. So 2012 is late for some; it's early for others. Uh, and then that's when it was just like, oh shit, I can just. I can be at work, and I can look at Facebook or Twitter. I can be at home. I can be in a bus. I can be anywhere, and I can just scroll, 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 scroll. So it's been 10 years of scrolling, and it's still great in a lot of ways because I want to see my friends. I don't live near most of my friends and family, so this is the way to see a lot of what they're doing. Rather than send an individual, it used to be in the old days, you'd send an email. You'd send a mass email. Hey, you want to be on the distribution for my emails? And once in a while, I'll send some little updates on the family. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. It's like, well, nobody has time to do that. Here, boom, I can just upload a picture to Facebook. I can upload a picture to Instagram. I can tell you about my (laughs) shitty traffic that I drove home in on Twitter. (laughs) I can document every part of my day. I can spend half of my day documenting my day on social media. And I'm certainly guilty of that. I don't I don't give every minute by minute update of every single thing that I do. That's what the podcast is for. Ha ha ha. But I'm I'm sitting there at like close to one in the morning and just scrolling and I'm like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. I don't care about this. And that's Twitter. Like Twitter is just, you know, once in a while there's something great and beautiful on Twitter, a nice story, a nice thing, a nice something, but it's it's the other ninety nine point nine percent worth just why am i even on this stupid app but it's like a casino right a slot machine just one more roll one more spin this is going to be the one this is the one that's going to make it all worthwhile all the all the money that i've just blown in the last hour on this one slot machine i just got to pull this arm one last time and that's going to be the big jackpot the big payout baby and i think that's what we're like you're scrolling and scrolling it's like yeah there's not it's Twitter is just a, a shit show, but one more flick of the thumb and I'm gonna get to that that great perfect tweet that makes me say yes, this is why I'm on here. Um, and Facebook, Facebook's tough because yeah, now it used to be just pictures of your friends and what they're doing and your family and stuff, and now it's like yeah, you get that, and then 15 memes. Even if I agree with the political stance, it's just like, oh, come on, dude, who are you? Who are you telling this to? You've, you know, you've, 
<laughs> you've lost we we've we've officially separated we've severed the friendships of the people who we don't like and we don't agree with so who are you really talking to uh, yeah i agree okay i don't need to see that i agree with you yes i get it uh and then oh if i disagree with you well i don't want to see that so it's like <laughs> now i'm I'm pissed if I agree with you because it's like, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. And then if I don't agree with you, I'm like, why are you telling me this, you asshole? That's not right. You're wrong. You're a fool. <laughs> and then there's like, oh, this person had a baby. That's, ah, there's a picture of it. And that's, that's again, that's the 1% of, of, it used to be a much higher percentage. It was mostly family photos and nice stories and pictures and things. And now you... You can find a little one or two of those here and there in between the the memes and the the rage and the, all this stuff and and yeah, I get that I'm very lucky and I'm very fortunate and I'm very privileged to be able to turn it off and say, you know what, I don't want to engage because my life is kind of going to be the same no matter what, and that's a night that is a place of privilege uh, to be able to say that. But also, I've been trying really hard. I had one little anti-vax sort of jab, <laughs> no pun intended, um, a few weeks ago, just something when Facebook went down last week for a few hours in the middle of the day. I said, I said, Hey, so where did the, uh, where did the anti-vax people get their, get their science from during that time? If they didn't have Facebook, that was about it. It was just harmless. Otherwise I've been really since January, I've been going out of my way to just it doesn't mean I don't feel as passionately. It doesn't mean I don't think the same way. It just means I think everybody's exhausted. Whether they agree with what I'm saying or disagree, they're exhausted of seeing it. And so I'm just trying to keep it light and fluffy on the personal social media stuff. Instagram, and that's the thing about Instagram. When I first got Instagram, I was like, this is nice. This is a safe haven. It's not Facebook, it's not Twitter. It's just pictures, and I would just follow pictures of scenery, of beautiful mountains, fall foliage, cities, New York City, Paris, Tokyo, whatever. Just great pictures. Oceans, lakes, mountains, trees, buildings, people, whatever, whatever you could put in there. And, and you know, and then a couple, whatever, friends and things like that. And then Instagram became like, oh, now people's Instagram is just it's just screenshots of their tweets. <laughs> They're just sharing it on Instagram. Like, wait, no, Instagram's just supposed to be pictures of a of an apple pie, Christmas lights, snow-capped mountains. And then it became and I was certainly f- fucking boy was I guilty because I would put in my Instagram story of just yeah, just shitting on <laughs> shitting on the opposite political party. And I don't, I don't apologize for that, and I don't regret it. But it became, I became everything that I didn't want Instagram to be, and everything that I loved about Instagram, I, I, I was gone. Like I wasn't posting nice pictures anymore. Of just, it's just memes, and it's like, okay, let's dial it back a little. And yeah, it helps when you when you get what you want from an election, I suppose, but. I've been trying very hard to just keep it 
in my Insta story is like, here's a clip from the new season of Kirby Enthusiasm. Here's a funny Seinfeld thing. Here's a Simpsons meme. Here's just me in 10 seconds telling you to go to listen to the new Birthday Boy podcast. That kind of stuff. And on Facebook, same thing. Here's a picture. Here's a picture of from camping. Here's a let's just let's just pretend that the world isn't burning <laughs> and f- completely falling apart, and that we're just completely lost as a society, and there's no turning back. Let's just pretend that's not the case. Let's just pretend it's uh it's 15 years ago, and <laughs> and we were just kind of you know just getting new to the social media thing and just posting pictures and you know pictures of our food. Remember that that was the biggest complaint? Pictures of our food. Oh my god, these Instagrams with just the picture of your dinner, I don't care. I would I'd kill to see somebody's dinner right now over the, over the other usual bullshit that's been out there for the last several years. Show me your food. Even though I don't care, I'm just I'll take it. I'll take anything. And so I just try very hard to to keep it keep it light, keep it fluffy. Because even when you do agree, it's just sometimes enough's enough. You know, I, I I agree with you know when people just start getting going on like ah the they're at it again Ugh, with the with the this and the that, and I complain about it on on the podcast. I don't care. I mean, I do. I, you know, I think it, we're at the point where. Yeah, there is a political party that doesn't stand for much other than just being assholes and deliberately, willfully ignorant and damaging to to the rest of us. That doesn't mean I'm in love with the other party. It just means that the the one party, the conservatives. I don't I don't want to speak in codes here. I think the conservatives. This is as somebody who's been a registered Republican since age eighteen. I think the conservatives are just complete. It's just a f- complete uh, clown show, bro. They're just, they don't stand for anything. Anything that they claim to have stood for, they've proven that they don't. Uh, you know, they're not patriots. They don't care about their fellow American. They don't care about anybody. They just care about being assholes. And so I use the podcast to talk about that. But I'm trying to keep that away from the social media because even when people agree, and if I am talking to my friends and I agree with them, I just, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But can't we just, is there another top? I mean, it seems like the last five years that's been the only topic. And can we talk about something else? I love the sports guys like Dan Patrick. If you listen to the Dan Patrick show, you would never, uh, like if the world does blow to smithereens someday and the only thing that's stored in the cloud is archived episodes of the Dan Patrick show, you'll never know that anything bad was ever going on because he really... You know, and that's the mission statement for him is we're just, it's a sports show and we're going to stick to sports. And yeah, we'll talk about, you know, silly sto- you know, movies or something, uh, you know, personal stories about the weekend, whatnot. Sure, here and there, but it's a sports show and we're just going to talk about sports. As far as we're concerned, the biggest things going on right now have to do with sports. And yes, he'll acknowledge if, you know, John Gruden stuff and the NFL and racism and homophobia. Yeah, of course he'll talk about that if that's going on. And, in a sports uh, context. But he's not going to talk about elections. He's not going to talk about politics. You listen to some of these guys, and they do. And good for them. They have every right to talk about it if they want to. Uh, 
But I do appreciate Dan Patrick, and that's probably why his guys have been with him for as long as they have. Seton and Pauly and Fritzy and McLovin, the, the Danettes as they're called. It's been that same group for since 2007, right? I think when he left ESPN. And so it's it's probably a pretty nice environment. I'm sure they're paid well. They enjoy what they're doing. They have it's a, it's a friendship. They have a camaraderie, and uh, and they keep the 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 bullshit. You can get the other bullshit 99 percent of the time. This is like, hey, you want to escape from the bullshit? Come to the Dan Patrick Show. The Birthday Boy Podcast is not quite that because yeah, we talk about the bullshit on here, <laughs> as I just did, as I just shit on conservatives. Um, but for the most part. I, I'm trying to keep my social media from from going down that, which I which I went down quite a bit last year in the last few years, leading up to the election, just getting political and and just feeling just feeling crummy about it. Even if everybody would comment and uh, yeah, I agree with you and yeah, you're. It's just like I don't know. There's just something. It's just not satisfying because like what what are we? Like what are we? Are we are we human anymore? Because uh, I don't know. It's just like it's it's all kind of lost. The social media you've you've lost that you have lost that human touch and that human interaction because it's easy to forget that there's a human <laughs> who's reading the things that you type and the messages that you send out. And uh, uh, it's just it's just weird. Again, back to the whole like people fighting over which wrestling company is the best and really getting personal about it, like really taking it personally, which video game console is the best and getting so worked up. You know, the fanboys of this gaming system or they hate the fanboys of the other one and they just like, what are we actually, we're talking about video games? Because back in the day, like, yeah, I, I would talk about how great the Sega Genesis was and that at no point did that mean I'm, I refuse to buy Super Nintendo. What, are you kidding me? I told you about it on the podcast. All I did was harass Shima when he got a Super Nintendo, and then I played it, and that consumed my life until I got Super Nintendo. And we're 30 years later, and it still consumes my life because when I turn on my Nintendo Switch, even though there's the new Metroid game, and there's 3D Mario this, and there's 3D that, and there's Super Duper whatever... I just go onto the Super Nintendo, I go to the SNES console, uh, the virtual console on the Switch, and I play Donkey Kong Country that I've played five billion times. And it's, uh, yeah, it just used to be like, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this thing, but hey, you got, I'm a big fan of Sega Genesis. Oh, you have Super Nintendo? Great. Let's play it. I'm a big fan of Super Nintendo, but I want to play those Genesis games because some of them are pretty awesome. And now it's like, you must choose. <laughs> no, yeah, I choose all of them. I choose everything. I want to be entertained. But that's the problem because I choose everything and that means I choose Twitter and I choose Instagram and I choose Facebook and I... I'm sitting there last night, back to the original thing. I'm sitting there last night, just scroll, 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 scroll. Nothing to do, nothing to do. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And and then I get to the end. I'm like, what did I what did I gain? Ask me, ask me to tell you about anything that I saw in the last five days on Twitter. I don't know. I don't remember. 
something yeah something about like robin williams kid zelda williams there's this video of a guy who does a really great robin williams impersonation and everybody kept sending her the video like i don't think she wants to see this i don't think she wants to see a spot-on impersonation of her dead father uh mourning the loss of a good friend john belushi like yeah it's well acted it's well done it looks it's cool but I don't think she need. I mean, and also she can find. If you found it, she can find it. If you, who had no connection to Robin Williams whatsoever, can find a video of a guy imitating Robin Williams, I'm sure his kid can find it pretty easily. You don't need to bombard her with that video. And then she at, and I'm saying this because it's the one and only thing that I remembered from Twitter this week because it made me sad. Because then she asked very nicely. She said, "Hey guys, uh, a lot of you are sending me this video." please stop it's i appreciate the talent of the guy doing this it's a really well you know whatever she said is he's he's very talented it's a great impersonation but i don't particularly want to see a reenactment of my dead father during a low period of his life when he was incredibly sad and depressed and so the response to that was fuck you we're gonna send you this video because we love robin williams too don't you understand it we we felt a loss that day too. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> this was her father, not somebody from the TV that you felt connected to because he entertained you for years, and that's valid. That's legitimate. When somebody, a great entertainer that you love, a musician, an actor, a comedian, a performer, an athlete, whatever, when they die and you realize they're never going to put out any more work ever again. You've there is a limit now to their work, and you you could see it all because they'll never create anything ever again. And that's very sad. It's not the same sadness as my dad is never going to exist again. So when people – it's just – people are just so – just fucking knuckleheads, man. Zelda Williams, hey, hey, gang. Uh, thanks for sending me the video. You can stop sending me the link to the Robin Williams impersonator. I, I honestly just don't want to see it because it doesn't make me feel good. And it's very sad, and it's my father, and he's gone, and he's not coming back. And it's very sensitive. Please respect my wishes and don't send me this video. Oh, well, he was he was our favorite actor, too. You don't seem to be respecting our wishes. We lost We lost Genie from Aladdin. Don't you get that? Oh. So here's the video. It's like, God damn, you just nobody. We're just so shitty to each other. So that's it. That's the one thing I remember from Twitter this week is, is Zelda Williams being bombarded with a video that she didn't particularly want to see, asking to stop being bombarded with it, and then having people basically respond, fuck you. But yet, I haven't deleted Twitter. <laughs> Can I do? I guess that's my question. Can I do it? I don't think I. Twitter would be a little bit easier. That's the thing. I have a couple of friends who are off Facebook and only accessible on Twitter. And then I have a couple of friends. Most of my friends are on Facebook and not Twitter or they're on Instagram. And I'm. It's just one of those. I, I, ju- I like seeing my friends' tweets. <sighs> but Twitter. It used to just give you only the things that you followed, but now Twitter gives you other things that other people follow or the algorithms put, you know, 
he can't escape it. But as I'm sitting there last night and I'm just scrolling and scrolling and I'm thinking to myself, like, will I ever get to a point where I just delete all this stuff? I'd like to think so. But that point wasn't last night. It's not today because I still have them all. I wonder when it will come. If it will come. Hopefully it will. Hey, remember when the Birthday Boy podcast used to just be comedy and silliness and jokes? Are you? <laughs> I guess I guess this is what happens when you get a daily podcast. Is I just start talking about any old thing. No, that's fine. I'm happy. It's Friday. Uh, I'm gonna go get some lunch. Is it one o'clock? Yeah, it's exactly. Oh, it's one o nine. Oh my god, one o nine. I got shit to do. I got a lot that I want to try and cram into the rest of my Friday, and. I think I'm lying to myself if I think I'm going to be done by 5 o'clock. But maybe I will be done by 5 o'clock. We'll find out. And then uh, and then it's the weekend. And then, as Daniel Craig says, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Does anybody fu- – see, that's – there's a thing that I like on Twitter. There are two Twitter feeds. One of them is literally just a video of Daniel Craig – on Saturday Night Live, introducing The weekend as the musical guest, and they post it every Friday at about 5 o'clock, just Daniel Craig saying, ladies and gentlemen, The weekend," And it makes me, there's the, there is something on Twitter that makes me so profoundly happy every week at Friday is Daniel Craig telling me that it's The weekend, and it just feels good. Uh, the other thing is there's a Saturday Night Live. It's just people introducing musical guests that's all it is it's it's a bunch of tweets of snl uh musical guests being introduced by the hosts and that actually makes me think while we're here let's uh, let's talk about where is it uh s n l and snl hosts introducing musical guests and it's, uh, yeah. What is Ladies this? and gentlemen, Cisco! Ladies and- <laughs> Thank you, Toby. Toby McGuire. A uh, bunch of people. Gentlemen, the Donnas! Thank you, Ray Liotta. Oh, where is it? There's, it's, it's pretty much just, oh yeah, here's it. Gentlemen, Toots and the Maytals featuring Ben Harper and Jack Johnson. Toots. Uh. Ho. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ho. <laughs> George Foreman introducing Hole. Tom Hanks, Giuliani, all this stuff. And then here is somebody who I think is one of the most insufferable people in all of show business. Um. I was about to say, well, Roman Polanski, I guess, is more insufferable. But then again, this guy uh, works with Roman Polanski and is a big, uh, he's a big Roman Polanski guy. And uh, I think he's, this is what's got me down about the new season of Succession because he's on it and it's Adrian Brody and I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Anything that he does, I just hate. I just think he's, a, uh, he sucks. So here he is introducing Sean Paul on Saturday Night Live he totally went rogue. He uh, did not have permission to do this. And Lauren Michaels was not happy. 
and he was never uh, he's banned from SNL forever, which is great. It's so it's only 43 seconds and every time I watch this it feels like 7 years because it is so it's just as uncomfortable to watch. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, he has a he has a tank top on, he has a like dreadlocks like a wig. Uh he has wristbands with the Jamaican flag colors on it. And obviously he's doing a horrible horrible imitation of a Jamaican person and uh, you know it's just it's offensive but even if it wasn't even if there was nothing offensive it's so uncomfortable because it is just so bad uh and then he says something uh I don't know if he he's too stupid to realize what he was saying but he says something about uh I don't know what he says like kill the kill the batty boy which is a you know Kill the gays or something like that, but he's he's really cool. Here's the rest of it. Spec me, spec me, I respect. You know, yeah, we got we got we got a great show. You know, we got Kingston massive. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. We got we got Kilobar, Kilobar the boy. Yeah man, yeah man. We got the whole cool now. You know, I gotta give a big up, enough respect. I dance our players. You know, like Sean John, brother, Kilobar. And then he said the name wrong. And then he calls him Sean John. It's Sean Paul. What a fool. Okay, I guess I guess I was wrong. So I was just telling you what a what a joy it is to watch these musical guests just these little like five second clips of a musical guest being introduced. And then what's the one that everyone fixates on is the or at least I fixate on is this asshole uh whatever his name is that I just said, Brody introducing Sean Paul and taking 45 seconds to do it and and just completely humiliating himself, just being a total sack of shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Bush. <laughs> Phil Hartman. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the cure. Late- That's nice. Anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty fun. And that's about it. And there's a couple other little things on Twitter. And for that, I I just can't find myself. I can't bring myself to delete it. (sighs) I know. I'm going to write to Marjorie Taylor Greene and tell her how stupid she is. This is a very good use of my time. Mm. Yeah, well. Anyway. Going to get some lunch. Going to get back to work. Going to do whatever. Uh, Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon before the weekend's over. If not, have a great weekend. Uh, oh, by the way, let me, on that note, because uh, I'm not going to be on here at 5 o'clock, let's see. Do I have, where is it, Daniel Craig? Where is it? What the hell? Oh, well. Oh, oh, it's just called, okay. Uh, yeah, they haven't posted it today, but here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> every 
every single every single week, which is nice. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your weekend. Have a great time. We'll talk to you next time. By the way, go to birthdayboyshop.com. It's now become a museum of uh, of the Birthday Boy podcast that used to be with all these references to things that to me now seem like it's a million years ago. It was just the Cliffs, the Womack family, and OJ. By the way, Cliffy, the real Cliff is not even on Facebook anymore. He had the good sense to delete Facebook. I'm very envious of him. You know what Cliff's doing right now? Whatever the hell he wants. And he's not posting anything about it on Facebook. He's not reading anything on Facebook. He's not getting his blood angered up reading some political nonsense on Facebook. He's he's working hard. And then he's going to spend time with his kids and his family. And We should all be more like Cliff. I wish I could be more like Cliff. Cliffy, we should be more like you, Cliff. Our little baby boy, little butter boy, Cliffy boy, we should be like you. That's right, Cliff. Oh, Christ, I wish I could just be like my little grandson, baby Cliffy boy, butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby Cliff, buddy boy, butter boy. But I can't, Cliff. You know why? Because I actually return people's phone calls, so I'm nothing like you, you sack of shit, son of a bitch, bastard. You deleted Facebook. I guess that means you have a little more time in your day, don't you, Cliffy? I wonder if you. I wonder if any of that extra time that you've got back from not being on social media, uh, you could use some of it to call your grandmother. God damn it! You think I'm gonna live forever? You piece of shit! Give me a call, Cliff. Oh God, I don't know what to do. I've got all these leaves falling. The leaves are falling all over the place, Cliff. It's winter is coming, Cliff. Winter is coming, just like in Game of Thrones. And unlike me, winter is coming, Cliff. That's right. I haven't, I haven't had relations in quite some time, despite the fact that I used many an opportunity to wear my four-piece bikini bathing suit all summer long. Up to and including today, Cliff, because it's been a very mild summer. It's been a very mild autumn, I should say. We're a month into fall, and I've still been wearing my bikini every single day, and yet here I am, Dry as a bone, Cliff. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe you could talk me through it if you ever called me back. I wouldn't mind. I know you're my grandson, Cliff. But if there's anyone I could turn to for sexual advice, it would be you, Cliffy, my very own grandson. Of course, you never call me, so how am I supposed to get sexual advice from you, Cliff? You're the master. You're the master of sex, Cliff. How do I know? Because you're my grandson, and anyone related to me has to know their way around, uh, if you know what I mean, Cliffy boy. But right now, I find myself uh, i find myself lost in the universe. Dry as a bone, wearing a four-piece bikini, and all these leaves falling on my lawn, Cliff, and I need a handsome, strong grandson to come pick them up. If you know anybody, have them call me. You get what I'm saying, Cliff? Have them call me, you goddamn bastard. Okay, Cliff, call me, rake my leaves, talk to me about sexual intercourse, give me sexual advice, Cliff. Rake my leaves, give me a call, and let's talk about sex, baby. But not, you know, not with each other. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, that's enough. (laughs) Uh, Later, Gators.